Podcasting from the Chicagoland area, this is Game On with Jackson Stewart, where we discuss men's lifestyle, focusing on sex, fitness, relationships, business, and more. We'll be interviewing the best of the best, the hot shots, and the rising stars in the worlds of modeling, fitness, cooking, and more. Influencers who are discussing keeping it sexy while at the top of their game. I'm your host, Jackson Stewart. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the game. This is Dale Valor. This is Pamela Ross. This is Trinesia. And you're listening. And you're listening to Game On with Jackson Stewart. To Game On with Jackson Stewart. Game On with Jackson Stewart. Killing them! Playing hard and playing long can be easy, even too easy. So much that it leads hardcore players of their game to neglect rest, recuperation, and even fun. Before too long, instead of playing the game, you've crashed and you've burned. Tonight's guest is an expert on burnout and better yet, on rejuvenating through play. Our guest tonight has been involved with Sandler training for over 20 years as a student certified trainer Director of Content Marketing, VP of Online Learning, Global Head of Content, and now Director of Community Engagement. <laughs> Mike has a lot of stuff. Um, Mike is a contributing writer on the Sandler blog and many other international publications, including the Thinking Bigger Business, HubSpot, and LinkedIn Sales. I'm sorry, LinkedIn Sales blogs. He has entertained and educated thousands of audiences as a professional speaker on-air radio personality from Mix 93.3 and 105.1 Jack FM and has emceed other live events. In addition to having been an opening act for Billy Idol and Frankie Valli as a DJ, Mike was named one of Kansas City's rising stars of business in 2015. He is also the man with the plan behind www.playfulhumans.com. Everyone, you've heard the intro. Now join me in welcoming to the show the insightful and inspiring man behind Playful Humans, Mike Montague. Mike, how you doing? Good, doing great. Thanks for having me on, Jackson. Good, good. Yeah, no, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. So for people who are not familiar or who want to find out more about you, can you let people know um, the best platforms to find you and by what username? Mike D. Montague on all of the social media that I am on, uh, or you can just go to MikeMontague.com to find me personally and, and click there. I primarily use LinkedIn, but uh, Playful Humans is out there as well, PlayfulHumans.com, and on YouTube, find uh, the Playful Humans show. Now, Mike, where are you originally from? I'm born and raised here in Kansas City. Kansas City, Kansas City, here we come. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And uh, we struggled for most of my adult life uh, without uh, any type of championships uh, except for soccer. And uh, finally, I think we've had from uh, one uh, of all three of our professional sports teams in the last, you know, five years. So it's been a, a great time to be a Kansas City. There you go. It's like it's only taken like several hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> to get on the map. It's been there for a while, but um, now the business you're in, you know, you talk about, and we're going to talk about burnout. Cause it, like, you know, 
like we talked in the pre-show, it's a big topic. What exactly, besides consulting, besides inspiring people, what's the business that you want people to know that you're in? And how did you get into that out there in uh, the beautiful plain fields of, of Kansas City? Sure. I've kind of always had two careers and, and they make sense. Um, there is technically a third, but I won't confuse everybody with that <laughs> because I've, I've designed websites since I was in high school too, which, uh, is not very impressive for high schoolers now, but you know, 25 years ago, that was a big deal. That's right. Uh, had, but I didn't want to be a computer book. nerd. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I was doing it by hand with code. Um, and so I, you know, knew I had a talent there and I could make some money in, in websites, but I, I didn't want to be a nerd. I didn't want to be stuck behind a computer all day. Uh, I wanted to be cool. I wanted to be on the radio, you know, and, and be famous and have fun doing that. And so that's what I did in my 20s. I was a, a DJ. I was Romeo on Mix 93.3 here in Kansas City and had my own show and DJed in bars and clubs. And it was a great time. But I quickly realized that uh, two things. One, the pay was extremely bad. The hours were typically worse. And guess what the job is in radio? Sitting behind a computer in a room by yourself all day. Uh, and I went, oh, no. Like, if I was going to do this, I could have been uh, doing that for about ten times the amount of pay if I had just, you know, kept making the websites. But my dad has been a, a sales trainer and a public speaker for most of my adult life too. He started that when I was in high school. And so I made that pivot. I kind of moved to do uh, sales training and corporate speaking. And that's where I make uh, primarily the, the big chunk of my income these days. But I still love to do uh, fun things and entertain people. So I still host game shows and I do that on the nights and weekends or um, team building events uh, instead of just like a normal keynote motivational thing. And that's kind of where Playful Humans came in as a creativity outlet, uh, a little bit of a COVID baby for me there, but also a way to express myself in the way that I wanted to and not, not just the way that uh, the corporations who are hiring me for expensive keynotes want to make sure that I, uh, you know, speak and express myself in front of their employees and audiences, if that makes sense. You know, and the thing that you that you just uh, showcased is what we see a lot with a lot of guests in the show, that they're, I think this is a requirement, flexibility. You know I mean? Here you are, obviously, you know, right. your career right now is talking in front of rooms full of people. Rooms full of people is a big problem right now, but you've adapted. I'm sure you've adapted, you know, the way you, you deliver your speech, mm -hmm. the way you talk to people. But just along your path, you've gone from, you know, the old days of HTML, because I used to do that. You know, you had that giant 600-page gray book with a bunch of tags inside, and, <laughs> and now people are like, oh, I just... And if you miss a semicolon, <laughs> you're in a world of pain for the rest of the afternoon. Yeah, now it's like people are just on Wix, and you're like, oh, my God. But you, you went from that to DJ <laughs> to speaking to adapting your speaking to playful humans. Do you find that adaptability is key to just like not just surviving but like playing at the peak of your game yeah to me those are kind of two different questions so obviously adapting is important for surviving and thriving just on this planet right because whether you want things to stay the same try to keep them the same or whatever everything is changing 
And we all have hopefully learned that lesson in the last 18 months, right? You can't predict or plan or science your way out of that. Uh, but I think bigger than that, success and happiness and fulfillment are also a thing that you can't science your way into. It's not a question that you can Google, how, how can I be happy or feel successful or feel like my life has meaning and a, and a legacy? That's not something you can Google and get the answer to. So no amount of pushing and grinding and working and optimizing and um, pomodoroing your schedule uh, will get you to something that's happy and fun and, and success. And I kind of put everything in that same bucket is something that sometimes when there's more pressure on it, it makes it less likely to happen. So in my career as a DJ, I understood that on weddings and like New Year's Eve, everybody has this stream amount of, of pressure to make it the best day ever that makes it really hard for that to become true, if that makes sense. No, but when you're out sense, just, yeah. you know, messing around with your friends and you don't have anything to do that day and there's no pressure on it, you can all goof around, relax, have fun and have one of the best days of your life when you aren't trying. Can you get, I, I like the idea of playful humans. I think that, uh, you know, there's a, I think, I, I think it's attributed to Pablo Picasso. He says, you don't, you don't stop playing because you get old. You get old because you stop playing. And I feel like, you know, yeah. yeah, playful humans encourages people to keep playing. Can you let the audience know more about what playful humans is and, you know, how it came about? I know you said it's a COVID baby, but give people some, some background mm -hmm. to it and, and why they need it in their lives, in, in my opinion. Yeah, so let's talk about it for a second because I think it's easy for adults to lose their way in, in what I was just talking about. That when you're trying to check things off the list, you're trying to be productive, you're trying to make more money, bills are going up, responsibilities going up, maybe you're becoming a leader or you're having kids and you're settling down and then all of a sudden you get to a point where you're like, I don't know if I can keep this pace up. Uh, I'm going to get burnt out here or uh, this is great. I have everything that I, I wanted. I'm making money. I, I've got the kids in the house and the white picket fence, but I don't feel happy or successful. This is not what I thought I was working towards. And it freaks people out. And that's why you hear a lot about the midlife crisis. And I think it could be burned out at any age. So it happens a lot at midlife because people kind of realize it's like, oh, there's no more boxes to check. It's like I do the same thing for the next 20 years, and then maybe I get to have fun when I retire. Um, and people are like, I can't do this for 20 years. But I also had that in radio when I was 25 years old, and I was working overnights from midnight to 5.30 a.m., and I wasn't, there was, nobody was up. The only people calling were, were drunk and annoying. And I just, <laughs> I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's, it's not fun. It's a real grind. It's ruining the rest of my life. I, I'm not happy. I got to do something else. So I think that can happen at any age. And what I found with playful humans was a little bit of an evolution. So for me in my career, I've always tried to do a lot of things and be successful with a lot of things and be an entrepreneur. And, and like I said, try to lead and manage teams. And, and I've had a lot of success, wrote uh, popular books, have a popular podcast and made a lot of money. But what I found was the things that were most fulfilling for me and the things that people talked about later were the things that were the most fun for me. When I get on stage and did a, uh, 
a skit in front of a couple of thousand people where I was time traveling and I dressed up in 70s gear and then 80s gear and then uh, 90s gear. And I talked about, you know, the changes in the sales profession over the decades. Uh, people talked about that months later. When I, you know, optimized a blog post or was trying to figure out social media or I, you know, write some sort of very insightful thing, nobody really noticed, you know, it, it gets some likes, it gets some downloads and things. But when I was having the most fun, I was also making the biggest impact. And it was something that was sustainable for me because it was energy fulfilling. And that's really when I, I made the pivot towards playful humans and encouraging other people to find out what that is for them. And it doesn't have to be for your career, but you got to have something in your life that's giving you energy back. And it's not social media uh, doom scrolling and it's not Netflix binging. It's got to be something that you're actively participating in. Now, you mentioned burnout. And, you know, I think anybody could, you know, click on any newspaper, uh, news channel, et cetera. And right now, people are going to talk about burnout because of 2020, mm -hmm. 2021, and et cetera. Can you define for the audience what burnout is? Because I think a lot of people go, oh, burnout is, I think burnout is this. But sometimes people don't really agree or know on what the true definition of it is. So let people know what burnout is and, and then let's talk a little bit further about it. Sure. I think the easiest explanation of burnout is a lack of motivation and energy that it's something that is unsustainable for the long term because you've, you've lost the interest, you've lost the motivation or, uh, the physical energy to keep going down that same path. And so for me, people run into that for a lot of different reasons, but generally your personality and what gives you fun, flow and, and fulfillment in your life. So everybody's a little bit different on my website, playfulhumans.com slash quiz. There's a quiz of some different ways that you can play. And maybe it's you love solving puzzles and you're intellectual and you like a challenge and, and something that's complicated and digging into it and making it more simple or, or solving the riddle, right? Other people love physical movement. Their, their day is not fulfilling if they don't get out and run and jump and, and play or dance and, and move. And so if they're not able to do that, their energy is going to drastically drop. And other people are artistic and creative, and so they want to go and make things, and they want to uh, draw and paint or create a podcast or write, and uh, they want to make something from nothing. And that type of energy uh, is energy fulfilling when it is your thing. When it lines up, it creates momentum, it creates passion, it creates a flow state because you're being challenged but you're also working within your strengths. And so it feels rewarding when you're doing that. But if you're continually asked to do things outside of that. So I was actually just saying on a previous call, right before we, we came on here, that spreadsheets are my kryptonite. Uh, Excel will kill my energy faster than anything else on this planet. <laughs> that I can only do it for about an hour and then I'm completely burnt out. It's all those boxes. But podcasts like this, I, I have, I think, four podcasts today and a game show tonight, and I'm going to have more energy by the end of the game show than I, I did at the start of the day because that uh, brings energy to my life. That's something that I can do, but that's not true for everybody. 
And I think, you know, something you, there's a lot of great points in there to unpack, right? And I think, you know, I think uh, mm-hmm. it's just really the idea that burnout is is based upon so much self-awareness that people normally don't carry, you know, because you do, you turn to a robot. It's, you know, hit mm-hmm. A, hit B, hit C. And then gradually, you know, you can hit A and B with the same kind of like fervor and energy, but C just seems so far away. Then you can hit A Mm -hmm. and then B just seems like, oh, my God, and C is like an impossibility. So, you know, there's that. I think it's a great point you made that for people to recognize that it's that diminishing return, I think, might be the right way to to say just this slow you know, yeah. drip this death of a thousand cuts and all of a sudden what was simple, you know, you just can't do it anymore. So with that having been said, I think a good way to put it and think about it, it's like a cell phone and your battery, uh, your cell phone battery, it can work all day if it's plugged in. Right. And you can use as many apps as you want and, and you can have all the energy that you want. And I think about that as like working in your sweet spot and in your passion and then there's other things that unplug it from the wall. And now you're on battery power and it's going to drain quickly or it's going to drain slowly. And so that's exactly what you just mentioned, that some activities are so stressful for you that it just drains your energy quickly. An hour or two into it, you're like, I cannot do this anymore. I, I got to go do something else. Other things are those uh, long, slow drips. They're still draining for you, but it's over time. And I think what people don't realize is that we haven't in our culture set up a system for recharging that if you're not sleeping at night, if you're not taking the weekends off, if you're not taking regular vacations, if you're not taking longer sustained breaks to recharge, you're going to burn out. It's only a matter of time. There's been scientific research that says if you work more than 60 hours a week for more than six weeks in a row, you slow down so much that you produce less than if you had just worked 40 hours a week for those six weeks. So we don't realize that sometimes we have this culture of like grinding and pushing and working and we got to pull these all nighters and we got to hit this and we got to do things. And it's not true. What we found is that things are, are much more like a ebb and flow that, you, the human body needs to be challenged. You have to push. You have to get your heart rate up. Oh, Mike, we lost you for us. Oh, sorry, are you there? Yep, we're still here. <laughs> yeah, I was getting a phone call in there. So you have to stress test yourself on regular occasions, but then you also have to rest. And I think people are just really bad at this because sometimes the rest that they're doing is not re-energizing. Like I mentioned, they're just doom scrolling or they're just binge watching Netflix, but they're not re-energizing themselves. And that's kind of just pushing pause on your life rather than actually recharging yourself. Are you with me? There? Yeah. And I, I really like the term doom scrolling because I think that we, I think that we have mistakenly um, associated like quote unquote being informed with you know, that human, that human attraction to like the grim and the ghastly, right? So it's like, well, I had to read about that yeah. horrible accident that killed like 15 people because I wanted, I wanted to know about it and those people deserve to like, okay, yeah, but did you have to read about it in 18 different news outlets for the entire day? 
you know, and it's like, <laughs> and it, it, well, the one thing I tell my friends too is, uh, you actually don't need, uh, to read about it. And it's just as likely that, you know, you, um, I, I don't want to pick too many bad things, but I was saying like people worried about getting COVID or a school shooting or, uh, uh, something, you know, crazy, uh, a car accident or, or cancer. Those are our small percentages of most people's lives. And it is just as likely that you win the lottery, you fall in love, uh, you have a, you get a promotion, uh, you know, you do something, uh, fun with your life or you, you know, uh, get to enjoy a great meal and nothing bad happens. So I think sometimes, especially with social media and, uh, the social dilemma, great, great Netflix, if you do want to spend an hour on it, is it's pushed us to the extremes. We only hear about those crazy edge cases because the normal mundane life doesn't make the news. It doesn't make your your social media feed. You're only seeing people's vacations and their tragedies. You're not seeing their day-to-day grind of the workday job. So it becomes very hard for us to find center if we don't also put positivity back in our life. And that's what I'm trying to do with playful humans is get people to, to look at the positive side and you can choose your inputs there too, just like you do with those negative inputs of the doom scroll. So what are three tips that you could tell people to uh, avoid burnout and then three tips to recover from burnout? Oh, that's a good question. I think I've been doing a lot of work on avoiding burnout, and I kind of mentioned them earlier. I think uh, paying attention to energy management instead of time management, because uh, everybody gets the same amount of time. You can't manage time. You can't speed it up or, or slow it down. Uh, but you can manage your energy. You can manage how you're spending it when you're recovering, I'm a big fan of, of mindfulness and meditation and getting back to center. But sometimes back to center isn't enough. You actually need to get to the positive side as well. So I highly encourage people find some sort of play in their day too. And whether that's 30 to 60 minutes of anything that you enjoy most in this, uh, in this world. So that could be writing. It could be painting. It could be playing board games with the family, going for a bike ride. Uh, exploring some, you know, new territory or new subject in history that, that you want. Whatever you're actually here uh, enjoying, I think, is the big point there, because that will get you back to a positive and energy fulfilling additive state. Then I just, oh, I checked everything off my to-do list today. I ate dinner. I watched some Netflix and went to bed. And then tomorrow I got to do the checklist again, and then maybe this weekend I can find something fun. That's not going to be enough. I think everybody would agree that we tell kids to go outside and play and, and to find something fun to do and don't just sit in front of the TV. But at what age is that not a good advice, right? It's like, oh, you turned 18, so now you can just work all day and, and stay inside and watch TV. Well, uh, no, uh, adults need to, to get out there and play too. Now, recovering from burnout means you got some work to do and it's going to take some space and it's going to take some effort. And so that 60 minutes a day might be a great start, but you have to realize that you're in a deficit. And so you're going to have to take some steps back. You're going to have to get some sleep. You're going to have to recharge and refocus. 
and find out what those things are that even energize you, because I think a lot of people don't know. So I would recommend starting on a schedule of trying a lot of different things. Do you like to be social? Can you join a meetup group? Can you um, go out and, and, and find play in, in physical health or, or anything and just start trying things until you find something you go, you know what, I like that. And that was really fun. I would also say that a great place to look is your childhood. That if you, you know, love playing with Legos, I have a huge Lego, <laughs> Lego collection. Uh, go do that. Um, and no judgments. Go find what is going to put you back together and, and make you feeling good about what you're doing. You know, there's something that, uh, you touched on it and I remember reading about this with recovering from burnout because I'm a, I'm a huge, like, yeah, I'm, I'm a burnout constant recovery patient myself. Um, <laughs> that, you know, one of the things they said, not only do you have to like recover, like stop burning out, but you have to go back and look at what is it that you do in your life that keeps bringing you back to this point. You know, it's like there's there's a series of right. of just day to day, you know, actions that you continuously keep doing that keep bringing you right back to burnout. So you're not only like got to heal, but you also have to like analyze and and deconstruct and and it's sometimes you can just burn out at the idea of the work of unburning out. It's like oh my god, it's just easier to keep repeating the bad mistakes. <laughs> Well, I agree with you there. And I think the key there is that you have to realize that you're burning out for a reason, like you said, and that it's usually stress and because you're pushing yourself into something that you either don't want to do or you're not good at or you feel like you should do. Way too many people should on themselves all day long. Like, oh, I, I should be you know, reading a, a book instead of watching TV. I should be uh, being productive instead of doing this, or I should be uh, making calls instead of taking lunch. And that's the part that causes you the stress and the burnout. If you just say, I don't have to do anything today. I'm a human on this planet. I only have so many days. I get to today choose how I want to spend my time and start picking things that you want to do. I think you'll find a lot less burnout and a lot more fulfilling energy. And then you just have to decide whether those things you're choosing are sustainable or not. Because, you know, if we all choose to, you know, do drugs and, and party 24-7, uh, that's not going to work either, right? That's just <laughs> as as dangerous and, and leading to burnout as as working. You know, just before we move to the next question, one of the things that I really like about, you know, your approach and, and talking about the whole topic is that, you know, we had a guest on – last season and uh he's a mental health doctor and you know we were just talking about how people you know you break a leg you go to the emergency room you uh you know you get pneumonia go to your doctor i mean like when our bodies don't work we jump at repairing it right but when our our mind doesn't work our our, our personality our emotions don't work we just we just ignore it we either like try and push past it or we we damage it further. And I mean, I like the idea that it's about time that we start talking about all aspects of our health and, you know, you can't be good at the level of the game that you want to play in if your mind's not right. And that's an important thing. So my next question is what is Mike Montague working on 
next? I love that question. Right now, I'm working on a speech for corporations that is a little bit of ice cream and a little bit of vegetables. So what I found is, <laughs> I like that. Uh, even today on this podcast, right, we've been talking a lot about the vegetables, about, you know, the, the problems, the things that you need to do. And I don't want to be adding to that, right? If you, Now, if you're sitting there listening to this podcast and you go, oh, Mike just said I should play, that's another thing on my to-do list, that's not going to help you recharge. So I'm, I'm trying to create this, like, game show that has sort of education and message embedded in it but is also uh, fun and inspiring and people enjoy listening to it, right? That uh, you're going to be engaged, you're going to play along with us, and you're going to experience what being a playful human is like. And then I don't have to explain what that is theoretically, right? Because explaining fun is not fun. Uh, right. <laughs> having fun is great. I think it was one day I, I remember I was going to play Monopoly with some friends and we're like, you know, we're going to sit here and legitimately read the directions. <laughs> oh my God. Like we put it down. We're like, we're not playing this because just the idea of, of reading about how to play <laughs> the game just shut the idea of playing the game down completely. So I totally agree with that. Um, Monopoly is another one. Like, I mean, it can be fun to play board games with your family. I love playing board games, but. Monopoly, I would say seven times out of ten ends up with cursing and somebody flipping the board over. Oh, 100%. It's, like, it's not a great like game. Families have two Christmases after Monopoly. <laughs> like, that's, like you know, we, can't, we, can't, we can't have these people with these people for that's Christmas true. because there's still that Monopoly fight. One of my favorite questions to ask a guest, what is the, uh, <laughs> what is the sexiest thing about Mike Montague? Oh, man, you warned me about this one, and I still don't know if I have a, a great answer. I wish I knew. I might have to ask my wife. Um, I, I do have a very smooth aerodynamic shaved head uh, these days, but I'm going to have to go with, uh, you know, the, the playful charisma. That For me, uh, again, I attract people and fun people and cool people and sexy people when I am being myself and I, I'm being my true authentic. Mike, repeat that last answer. You dropped off for just a second. Oh man. Sorry about that. I don't usually record on my phone. So that's a tough question for me. I would uh, probably have to ask my wife, but I would say that I have a, uh, very smooth uh, aerodynamic shaved head at the moment, and I uh, uh, I like that a lot. Uh, but I don't want to give a physical answer. I think that I am at my sexiest when I am being a playful human, when I, I'm charismatic and uh, creative and having fun and encouraging other people to laugh. I think, you know, everybody puts a sense of humor on their, their top traits of, of sexiness on dating profiles. And I, I feel like that might be my thing. I feel sexiest when I am uh, on stage and, and being my true self. It is now time for the quick game uh, where we like to give our guests a chance to answer, you know, some entertaining questions. Don't overthink it. Mike, are you ready? I'm always ready to play. Let's do this. <laughs> I like that. Uh, which is better, giving presents or getting presents? 
Getting. I like that. An honest answer. Getting presents, damn it. Always better. <laughs> um, <laughs> from one. I'm, I'm terrible at gifts. I don't know why. I'm a thoughtful person. I just can't ever come up with anything, uh, anything good. No worries. No worries. From one to 10, with 10 being scolding hot, how hot do you like your shower water? Oh, nine. Uh, do you like the smell of gasoline? No. Can you touch your toes without bending your knees? No. I have been working on that for like a year and a half, and I'm I'm closer, but I'm still not making that happen. Have you ever tasted soap? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, uh, for sure. Maybe uh, one time when I was a kid involuntarily as well. Yeah. Um, tapas, food, or pasta? Oh. You know what? Uh, I'm going to say food. I, I think, you know, sometimes I don't like putting things in a box. I think you can have uh, pizza for breakfast and breakfast for dinner, and you can have tapas for dinner. Ask permission or beg forgiveness. Beg for forgiveness, for sure. <laughs> Mike and I would get along very well. <laughs> we, we were getting like, well, look, we were, when you ask people for permission, they give answers intellectually, whether they think that's going to work or not, or whether they're okay with it. When you go ahead and do what you think is right, people then react on how it makes them feel. So you either did something that made people feel good or you didn't, and you can deal with the consequences. But if you ask for permission, the brain gets in the way, and, and it doesn't give a chance for people to feel with their heart. Mike and I, would, we, would, uh, we would do a lot of things that we'd have to ask for forgiveness for. We'd have a lot of pizza for breakfast, and we would not play uh, Monopoly ever again together. So I think that <laughs> we, we would get a lot of gifts, but we'd give bad ones. Um, what <laughs> sounds like a good life I, to me. I think so. What type of milk do you put in your cereal? And um <laughs> that shouldn't be a hard question, should it? Um I have had to move away from uh 2%, that was my go-to to almond milk, and then I found out I had a kidney uh problem that uh, almonds aren't great for. So I don't even know. I've avoided, I just go dry cereal these days. Oh, dry cereal. Uh, but I think there is a, a silk, a soy milk if, if I have to. And one of my other favorite questions is who inspires you? Seth Godin, the author. If you don't know who Seth is, go check him out. Uh, oh, the, an amazing thought leader, leader that will, will make you think. Find your tribe. But you bet 100% and playful humans. So people like Steve Martin, uh, the band, the Bare Naked Ladies, um, you know, shows like The Big Bang Theory, anybody that is nerdy and creative and, and playful all at the same time, I love. Good people, sexy people, that wraps up our uh, interview with the restorative and the brilliant Mike Montague uh, from Playful Humans. Mike, thank you so much for joining us and bringing this uh, this very timely. And I feel like it's just an immortal message. Like people need to hear about burnout. 
through their entire lives, they need to revisit it because it's not like, you know, it's like showering. You don't do it once and you're good. You got to keep repeating it. Um, one more time, let people know where to find you. If you are a burned out or, or bored adult, go to playfulhumans.com and check out the community. We have inspiring and insightful messages every single day to help you find more fun, flow, and fulfillment in your life. Uh, and if you want to learn more about me or my public speaking, you can just go find me at mikemontague.com and you can watch some videos of other stuff that I have done there and my podcast, uh, how to succeed and playful humans are available on itunes and everywhere you're listening to this podcast so i appreciate it thanks jackson mike thank you so much we'll talk to you soon what if you could be a better player for the cost of one more cup of coffee a month get access to a growing library of lit erotica behind the scenes action and players guides with tips on drinking cooking fitness dating sex and life after dark Low tier rate while offer lasts. Patreon.com. Game on with Jack. Keep it sexy and game on.